0: Welcome to My Little Cabin in the Woods on Spooky Island, where each week I tell you scary stories from around the world. From stories of possession and ghosts, to UFOs and Wendigos. Sit back, relax and tune in as it's time for Spooky Island Radio. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Haunted Hangover Pog... Oh wait, shit, we've changed it. Welcome to Spooky Island Radio. I'm your guide, Andy. And each week I will bring you spooky stories and listener tales from around the world. And remember to stick around at the end of each episode for my film club section, where I'll talk about scary films, what I thought about them and should you watch them. And uh, if I was you, I would listen to me because... uh, our little secret, I got a a B-plus in an A-level film, so I fucking know what I'm talking about, so yeah, that's that. But uh, before we get into the spooky stories and my film club, I just obviously want to address uh, the fact that I'm doing this on my own now, not with Shauna. We just found we weren't having the time properly to to do a proper podcast for our listeners um, and, and, and do them well, so that's why she sort of decided to step down but uh you know fear not those who enjoyed uh, shauna's stories because i've got a feeling that she will be back on some future episodes especially to talk about movies um, and things like that so she's not gone forever she's still in our hearts <laughs> um but yeah so you know just wanted to address that before we get started with the new podcast which has changed from the haunted hangover podcast to spooky island radio so without further ado let's dive into the first story So, uh, yeah, my story today um, is all about uh, a haunted pub in the southeast of England called the Mermaid Inn and uh, an American, American travelers uh, experience with something in the hotel. So let's get started. So the Mermaid Inn is situated in the historic village of Rye in Sussex and is right on the southeast coast and the inn itself welcomes travellers to enjoy the unique experience of staying in a 600-year-old inn. The cellars date from 1156 and the building was rebuilt in 1420 after the mermaid and the town of Rye were burnt to the ground by French raiders on June 22nd, 1377. Walking down the cobbled streets of Rye, you are automatically transported back in time. With small buildings with slanted roofs and exposed bricks and beams, beam buildings everywhere. It's just such a beautiful place, and especially on a sunny day, it is easy to fall in love with the town. A particularly beautiful building is the Mermaid Inn, standing at the top of a long cobbled hill. The building is stunning, and you can really see the sense of the history of this place. And I mean, I mean I've been here um, a couple of times myself. Um, even to the Mermaid Inn, which we're talking about today. And uh, I think last time I went, it was about 35 degrees. It was absolutely sweltering. But, um, you yeah, know, it's such such an amazing place. If, you, if you're in the area, then it's definitely worth a visit. There are many stories from the inn, from an old maid that doesn't want to leave, even in death, and two men duelling in a room until one falls. However, the story I will be telling today comes from an American tourist staying in the inn unaware of the ghost stories associated with it, but he certainly had a ghost story of his own to tell after his stay. It is now time for The Mermaid Inn and The rocking Chair. I was visiting from New York in the summer of 2019. I flew from JFK into London Heathrow and was on a solo trip to explore the UK, starting in London, and my plan was to travel to all other places like Liverpool and maybe up to Edinburgh in Scotland. I wanted to auto-visit a typical seaside town, and when doing research saw that there was one town called Rye with a beautiful beach and beautiful streets and shops and pubs to explore, and it was only a couple of hours by train from central London. I booked my train tickets and a two night stay in a beautiful building called the Mermaid Inn. It looked so beautiful on Booking.com and the, rates, the room rates were really good for a single room for two nights. I arrived on a sunny and warm day and explored the streets of Rye for the afternoon. It was magical and miles away from the streets of New York City, and this is exactly what I wanted when I booked a solo trip to the UK. I had some traditional fish and chips, got attacked by seagulls, (laughs) and even had a nice cold beer as the sun started to fade. As the sun began to fade, some dark clouds and rain started to come in over the horizon and I thought this would be a good time to finally go and check into my room. I arrived at the inn just as it began to rain really hard. I was so glad to have the inn to shelter from the rain, as it was bouncing off the ground and visibly was visibility was getting low, and the storm as the storm began to rage. I checked in and it's true, the British really do like talking about the weather, and I had some back and forth with the receptionist about how storms roll in really easily because of the location of the town on the coast. I asked if it was going to stay like this and he said that the storm was supposed to get worse and last until the morning at least. He gave me my room key and sent me off to my room. I'm not a very superstitious person. I did not think it was a great omen that as I turned the keys to get into my door there was a flash of light and a crash of thunder and thought to my, and I thought to myself, great, I'm in for an eventful night. The room was nice, a small double bed in the back of the room with a large old bay window with a seat that I could sit on and look out the window. It had a great view onto the main street with even a sea view. Not that I could see much at the minute with the clouds getting even thicker and the sky was now a dark grey colour and the streets littered with people with umbrellas and people caught out by the storm running to find some shelter. I had a nice ensuite bathroom and the room I must say was very cosy. The only thing I did not like was an old rocking chair in the corner. I have always found them strange and with this thought I decided to take myself down to the bar for a couple of drinks before bed. I sat in front of a large fire in a very cosy bar with lots of exposed bricks and beams. I stayed for a good few beers in the bar until the fire stopped crackling and the embers finally started to burn out. The storm was still raging outside and with loud thunderclaps and fork lightning striking the town of Rye over and over again. It was last orders and slightly tipsy I decided to take myself back to my room for the first night. The small and wonky corridors now felt very different in the dark and as I walked back to my room I got the sudden feeling that I was being watched. I turned around, and there was no one there. The corridors were so dark now, only illuminated by dim lights and the flashes of lightning from the windows. I stared down the dark corridor, convinced there was someone or or something staring back at me. A bright flash and a loud crash of thunder, and the fear became too much, and I thought, briefly, I could see the face of an old woman, dishevelled and pointing at me. There was something so off about her, and with a second flash of lightning she lunged at me. I bolted down the corridor to my room, opening the door and slamming it behind me. What the fuck did I just see? How many beers had I had, I thought. I sat in bed with all the lights on, scrolling through my phone, trying to take my mind off what I saw in the corridor. The storm was easing, and with just rain and strong winds now, I slowly began to fall asleep. Apart from what I saw in the corridor, the sound of the wind and the rain was very soothing. And the next thing I know, it was 3 a.m. and I woke up to a cold feeling in my dark room. It was so dark and so cold. I fell asleep on top of the covers, so I decided to get in bed and wrap myself up. But no, no matter how hard I tried, I could not get warm. It got to the point where I could see my breath in front of my face. Just as I was about to get up and get a jumper, I heard a creaking sound from the side of me, like somebody was walking on the floorboards around the bed. The feeling from the corridor was back and everything in my body was telling me to turn around, but as the noise of creaking got more and more consistent, my curiosity got the better of me. As I turned, I saw that the rocking chair was now going back and forth, back and forth and back and forth with the shape of a person wrapped up in an old-fashioned shawl. I I reached out I said, Hello? Who are you? What are you doing in my room? It was at this point the rocking chair stopped, and this woman's head turned round to face me. I realised it was the same woman I saw in the corridor earlier, and I became paralysed with fear. She pointed at me once again and began screaming, just like in the corridor. It was such a guttural scream and it was at this point I decided enough was enough and I grabbed my coat and this woman started to walk towards me, still screaming, pointing, and I opened the door and slammed it behind me and ran out of the hotel and into the storm. I looked back up into the window of my bedroom and now could see the old woman illuminated by the lights in the room just staring at me. There was absolutely no way I was heading back into that room. There was a chained hotel not far from me at the inn and decided to head there and pay for a room for the rest of the night. I didn't care about the price, I I was just not going back into that room. The next day I went back to the inn and spoke to the same receptionist as the day before. I explained that I wanted to check out even though I paid for two nights. I felt so stupid but I explained what I saw and expecting him to laugh and he did, he did not seem surprised. He said, you're not the first one to leave in the middle of the night because of her. He then walked me to my room and stayed with me whilst I packed my things. I said thank you and said that I loved the inn, I just can't stay here a second night alone. He apologised and wished me well on my way. I absolutely loved my trip to Rye, despite all that happened, and I'd always heard that England was very haunted because of its rich history, and now my own story is added to that history. I do not know what that woman wanted, but I certainly was glad I didn't stay around to find out. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be livid, basically kicked out of my bedroom for a second night. I mean, I'd be looking for a refund. I mean, it's kind of like a bit like a ghost tax, isn't it? I mean, they're getting a, they're getting a, f- a free rate for a room for the night. But um, I mean, I'd have been like him. I'd have been straight out of there. I've got no tolerance for things like that. It's like, I want to see a ghost, but I don't want to see a ghost. It's, I mean, I've, I've seen ghosts, but you know, in an environment like that, you go to that sort of place, for that sort of experience I suppose But if he didn't know about it he didn't know But I mean I'd be shitting myself If I seen what he saw <laughs> But yeah I hope you enjoyed that story And uh, like I said if you ever get the chance To go to the Mermaid Inn It is an incredible place I have been, I've not stayed but Maybe at some point uh, Maybe over Halloween I'll try and get booked in um, But I'm not staying in that fucking room I'll tell you that for free <laughs> I mean free, you know it's a free podcast You know. But you know what I mean And this takes me on to uh, the next section of the podcast, which is the listener stories part of the podcast. So each week I'll be telling a story that I've researched and found myself. um, And then some listener stories, hopefully if I get enough, I've had a couple in already, so that's good. Um, If you want to send your stories in, um, you can either DM me on Instagram uh, and I can take it from there. Or if you send me an email with your story at Spooky Island Radio at Outlook.com And yeah, if it, I, um, I will read literally any stories out as long as they're paranormal so, that's, uh, so send them in to me and then you can get a chance to appear on the show So this story today from uh, one of our listeners was sent in from someone called Dan And he has a bit of a creepy experience in his house So uh, yeah, let's dive straight into it Hey, my name is Dan, I've been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now and I uh, had to send in something spooky that happened to me when I was a kid growing up in the USA. Because I have quite a few USA listeners actually. So um, so yeah, this one, this one uh, might resonate with you guys a bit more. Um, I love the podcast and keep it up as I need more to, uh, more weeks to binge on my daily commute. Anyway, here it goes. When I was younger, maybe 10 or 11 years old, my mother always used to try and scare me. She would constantly hear me walking through the house and hide around corners or in the doorway of rooms and jump out on me. She did this because I, I just jumped so easily, or maybe it was because I'm her least favourite child. I am the middle child after all. Hey, I feel you Dan, I feel you. One day I walked into my bedroom in the daytime and had this feeling like I was being watched. I stood still in the doorway, waiting for my mother to jump out, but she didn't. It was at this point I heard someone breathing heavily close to me. I said, OK, come out now, you got me, and nothing. I was now getting more and more scared and shouting, Mum, come out now, and I got a response from her. I heard a call out out to me from downstairs. It was at this point that I heard another breath right in my ear. I ran out of my room and downstairs to my mum and explained what had happened. I have not heard this breathing again, It seems to have been just like a one-time thing. One good thing that did come out of this situation... Was that she never jumped out on me again. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least it's got a good ending. You know, every cloud's got a silver lining, as they say. But, um, yeah, it's a creepy one just to hear some breathing. And only to hear it once. Very strange. Maybe, maybe it was like a nice ghost, like Casper. And they were like, right, I'm going to get his mum to stop jumping out on him. So maybe maybe you're just so sad that they thought let's let's try and make his life better we're not going to try and scare him we're just going (laughs) to try and make his life better and that's the sort of ghost you need in your life so yeah thank you for that one Dan it was a good story Um, and I've got uh, another treat for you I've got another little second one um, from another listener from the USA I don't know how it's ended up with these two uh, listener tales from the US and also my main story was uh, about um, an American tourist These things just happen, I suppose. Happy coincidences. Hey Andy, love the podcast and thank you in advance if you choose to tell my own little tale of terror. Well, you're welcome because I'm telling it. (laughs) I grew up in a little town just outside of Atlanta in Georgia. And my experience happened to me one night when I was left alone when my parents went out for a meal. I was only 15, but they left me for a few hours one evening. They felt slightly better... About this, as we had a large German Shepherd named Zeus, and trust me, nobody would break in with him around. Trust me, I work in a vet, so I know how big German Shepherds get. <laughs> they were out a little longer than expected, and I was getting ready for sleep. I shut the door, turned the lights out, and put the office on my TV to fall asleep to. And Zeus lay on the on the foot on the floor at the end of my bed. I woke up a couple of hours later to a low growling noise. As my eyes adjusted to the dark, I saw that the growling was Zeus. He was stood with his heckles up, growling at the door. I put the light on and the door was now open. This was impossible as I did not even hear my parents come back. I went out into the hallway with a large, overprotective German Shepherd at my side. I called out for my parents and no one was there. I called them immediately and asked them if they could come back. They said no and I explained that I think there was someone in the house. They came racing back after this and 10 minutes later they were home. They searched the house and found no one. My parents said to go back to sleep and I retreated to my bedroom with Zeus for protection. To this day, I don't know if my mind was playing tricks on me or not, but I could swear when I first turned on my light, I saw a shadow move through the corridor. What makes this story even spookier is the fact that a year or so earlier, my grandmother was living with us towards the end of her life and passed away in the bedroom down from mine. Was this her coming into my room to check up on me? Nothing like this happened again. I'm now 19, so a few years have passed, and still I get the creeps thinking about how my door opened on its own. Well. I mean, at least you had a big German shepherd there that would protect you. <laughs> um, that's a creepy story. I can't believe... Um, yeah, my, I tend to leave my daughter locked. Um, I've had an experience with it opening as well. It's pretty scary when you think about it. And I, I remember listening to, to a podcast, I can't remember, it was a while back now, but they were talking about, oh, you know, like, um, oh, it's, it's your nan, it's your granddad just at the foot of your bed coming to check on you. I don't fucking want my nan and granddad coming up to check up on me. That's fucking creepy. Like, just do it from afar. <laughs> like, I don't want to wake up and see my nan or en- anyone else. You know, at the end of my bed staring at me. Well, it'd be creepy if they were alive. Let alone the fact that they're dead. But yeah, like, so if anybody in my in my life passes over, please don't come back. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> But, um, yeah, with that said, thank you again for that story. There wasn't a name with that. I think that maybe they wanted to remain anonymous. Um, But, yeah, thank you. And, um, yeah, another great story. And remember, once again, if you want to send in your story and become famous on my podcast, then either DM me on Instagram or send me your story to spookyislandpodcast at outlook.com. And now on to the final section of the podcast. Where I talk about uh, some recent horror films that I've watched What I thought of them And uh, whether I think you should watch them And uh, yeah, it's the um, appropriately named and most inventive name I think I've ever come up with for anything The Spooky Island Radio Film Club Welcome to the Film Club. Uh, this week I'm going to be talking about a film I've watched a couple of times over the last few weeks. Uh, it's called Last Night in Soho. Uh, and yeah, some spoilers going ahead into my little mini review. So if you've not seen it, I, I would recommend not listening to this part and skipping to next week's episode. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite scary in parts. Part it's very sort of stylistic. It's, it was made by the same guy who directed Shaun the Dead. So, you know, very, very stylistic. The colours were amazing. The music is also really good. So, I mean, basically a bit of a rundown. It's about a young girl who moves to London for university. And uh, she sort of time slips when she goes to sleep into the 1960s. And she starts living out her life sort of seeing this girl... Uh, going up through the ranks of a club dancer and singer. And she sort of becomes obsessed with this girl, and then it's, it's, it's sort of a mystery tale. So she eventually sees this girl getting murdered, um, and that's where the sort of mystery element comes into it. She tries to then solve this girl's murder in in, um, in modern life. And I thought there's some really good elements there, um, some really good parts of the film, some good set pieces. And... Um, I mean, I thought there was a couple of stupid things, like the main character, she just screams and screams and screams over absolutely nothing. You know, she's running around a library at one point with scissors and she's about to stab someone because she thinks it's a ghost. It's just like, calm the fuck down, girl. Like, that's not how it would happen in real life. So she annoyed me a little bit. um, But yeah, I mean, and another sort of element is... Spoiler, again, if you're listening, it's a big twist at the end. Um, the girl who was murdered in her dream wasn't murdered. She was actually the murderer, killing all these guys who were using her as a sex worker, basically. Um, and all these scary ghosts that are coming to the girl in modern day. Like, all they have to say is... So, basically, the twist is that the, the young girl is now an old lady living in the same house like all these, these ghosts like coming to her and going oh, oh, oh. like just say the woman who you're renting this room from is the killer and that would have been film over <laughs> do you know what I mean I suppose maybe that'd been too easy <laughs> you know why are these ghosts just walking around moaning at her when they could just tell her at the start of the film it'd be like girl moves to Soho sees ghosts ghosts tell her that the woman downstairs is a murderer film over I mean suppose, you know, it only last about 20 minutes, and wouldn't be the scariest films, but that's what's my take from it, so, some scary elements, some great music, um, and yeah, I would put it on the Scarometer, Andy's um, Spooky Island Radio, a Scareometer. it's about a 5 out of 10, it's not the scariest, um, I would recommend you to watch it, it is good, um, and I would say it is safe to watch in the dark while you're alone, it's not that scary, so, yeah, if you have a chance, go watch it Last Night in Soho. Okay, so I've got a random wheel generator with about 25 horror films um, in it. And basically I'm going to spin it. So if I can have a drum roll please. Brr, brr. I can't do that with my mouth, so I'll just put one in in edit. So here we go, let's spin the wheel. And we're going to, what are we watching next week? the devil inside okay so actually a horror film i've already seen but it must have been absolute years ago so um yeah that's the next one and this is the sort of thing that i'll be doing each week so i will check that off the list and next week i will talk about the devil inside um what i thought of it whether you should watch it and um yeah and then we'll spin it again so thank you again for listening everybody um it was a bit of a blow when Shauna had decided she didn't want to carry on with the podcast. I'm not gonna lie, she knows that. Um, but obviously, you know, still very close, we were still best friends. Um, so yeah, I was really thinking about whether I wanted to carry on, whether I could carry on doing the podcast or not. Um, so I'm glad that um, I found a way of doing it because I really enjoy it and I really enjoy sort of bringing that little bit of, a little pick me up to your week. Um, so, yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, obviously, got a new name now at Spooky Island Radio. Um, and if you've got your stories, again, send them to me via DMs or via emails. And yeah, that's the first week done. And for those of you listening in the UK, I am recording this in the middle of a heat wave. Um, you'll know exactly just how hot it is um, in 40 degree weather in my living room with all the doors shut so you can't hear the trains going by so i am sweating like no one's business so i'm off to jump into a cold ice bath so that's me done for the week see you next week on spooky island radio oh,